the stars are right, and that means it's time for another episode of The Whisper in Darkness. I'm your host, The Man from Lang. Thank you very much for joining me today. On this episode, we are continuing with our reviews of the player cards in the Scarlet Keys Investigator expansion. This is part three of our look at the survivor cards in the box. In this video, we are going to discuss Lifeline, Nature of the Beast, Gumption, Baseball Bat Level 2, and Katya Eastbank. There are spoilers throughout if you care about that sort of thing. If you enjoy what you hear, remember to like, comment, and subscribe. Before we get started, a quick reminder of how we rate cards here on The Whisper in Darkness. The best of the best get an Elder Sign, while the worst of the worst get an Auto Fail, and the cards in between get a plus one, zero, or Elder Thing, respectively. Cards that you build around or cards that are good in one particular deck get a Bless Token, while cards that we believe are destined to end up on the list of taboos or are simply bad for the big game get a Curse Token. Before we get started, I'd like to thank the patrons of this channel for their tremendous support. You all rock! If you'd like to be amazing like these people and support the channel's goals and see your name on this list, head over to Patreon.com, sign up for a tier of your choice, and claim your rewards. That would be awesome. Special thanks to Cole Monroe Chitty, Nicole Fiscus, and Nate Lost in Time and Space for their contributions to the channel. I couldn't do it without you. Without further ado, let's get started. Welcome back everyone to our reviews of the player cards in the Scarlet Keys Investigator expansion. This is part three of our look at the survivor cards. We are going to jump right in and take a look at uh, Lifeline. It is a one cost event that costs one XP, fortune trait, max one per turn fast, play when an investigator's turn would end. That investigator may take X additional actions during their turn where X is the number of skill tests they failed during their turn. Exile Lifeline. I really like this card. It this fixes really so many different problems that you can run into during a turn that uh, exiling for one XP is uh, man oh, yeah. a man. Like I just think about the times when I've had to like evade, evade, and then I end up with no actions left and I'm stuck with the oh, enemy. I miss an evade, that's right. I miss an evade and now I've got the enemy there. And so even if I do evade it, it's just going to re-engage me. Suddenly I throw myself a lifeline and I get an extra action, which gets me to move before it re-engages me. And that's really good. And then, of course, they're you know, fighting the boss at the end. It's just like, oh, I missed my one attack. We could end the game if we just hit one more time. Oh, here's a lifeline. Game over. Just so many different ways to use this oh, card. And it gets even stronger in uh, multiplayer because it's an investigator's turn. That investigator does not have to be at your location. So like, oh my gosh. Okay, so remember, um, you remember how good, like way back in the day when we were just young lads with more hair and we were talking about the core set? Remember how awesome we were, how much we were playing up Lucky and how it was like one of the best cards in the game? And then later on, we, we're going to end up have, getting to talk about Live and Learn and about how great that is. You miss a test and you get to try it again. I would pay one XP and exile a live and learn that worked on other people. If X was one and it required them to fail, like I would nine times out of 10, I would totally put you up by this card. This card is really good because like you can cover the whole team. And you know what? Everybody has, you know, has a game where like you just drew two auto fails in a row. And like now the game is going from like smooth sailing to terrible while this bails you out of like a terrible turn because you can like recover before the enemies start hurting you and you draw more of them. This card is very good. And also it's the same amount of XP as at a crossroads, by the way. Just just wanna just wanna go back to the last video for a sec. This is good. At a crossroads is a lot less good. 
and they're both the same amount of XP, and they both basically do the same thing, give you more actions. Yeah, I think even if they had capped X at 1, this would definitely yeah. be playable. With the fact that, that yeah. it covers you for those for basically any terrible turn. It's just like, oh, I yeah. missed I missed once. Fine, here's a lifeline. I missed twice. Okay, here's a There's two. <laughs> here's two extra actions. God oh, forbid yeah. you missed all three times. Well, basically take your turn again and we'll see what happens. Yeah, this one gets an elder sign from me. Oh yeah, I agree. This is this is really good. So like, good. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, this is uh Exile cards, I mean, you expect them to be powerful because of the effect that, I mean, you got to repurchase it. But for spending one XP for a basically get out of jail free card for the table in multiplayer. For the table. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. And very important to emphasize that it doesn't matter where the other investigator is. They could be clear across the board and you can still throw them a very long lifeline. And, uh, <laughs> And they will uh, benefit from it. So, uh, yeah. pretty pretty awesome. Does it contend with Shed a Light? Does it uh, threaten Shed a Light for uh, you know the top spot? I I don't think so. Simply because clues, I mean clues are make yeah. what what the game is all about. And so if you're getting yeah. the three clues without making a test, mind you, I mean that's mm -hmm. that's super strong, yeah. and that that that's advances true. the board state, and you're gonna win. This one is more like okay something something bad has happened and now we need need a way to recover from it yep so if only i had one more action or if only i didn't draw those two auto fails well here's lifeline we've got another dilemma so our brains are going to start to hurt here this one is nature of the beast it is a no cost event one xp dilemma insight max two dilemmas per round revelation Reveal the top three cards of the encounter deck. Choose an investigator to draw one of the revealed cards and discard the rest. Then choose an investigator to discover one clue at any revealed location. So this is the one I kind of like in solo. It is sort of like a Drawn to the Flame. Not quite as powerful as Drawn to the Flame in terms of grabbing the clues, but you do get more choice on the encounter card that you're going to get yeah which is nice in solo if you do hit the bad thing that you don't really want to see this gets rid of it and you get a clue from anywhere which can be useful especially sort of late game if you've been forced to run a little more than you'd like and you have left stray clues somewhere mm -hmm. or even just to grab a clue at your location so you can move on the next turn so I, I, I kind of like this one in, in solo for, for that reason. And discovering Tesla's clues is good for, for, uh, for survivors who tend to have low intellect as it is. So I actually like this one a lot of all the dilemmas because this one, the benefit is actually pretty straightforward. I mean, we were talking about shed a light earlier. You're, you're, you're playing Arkham Horror. There are going to be clues on locations. You're going to want some. Okay, so this one, and again, you make a great comparison to Drawn to the Flame. So Drawn to the Flame, you you spend an action to draw an encounter card, just draw a straight-up encounter card, and discover two clues. This one is you don't spend an action, you pick from the top three, you discover one clue, 
Yeah, this is pretty good. Um, I also really like in multiplayer, like you can decide of the three encounter cards drawn who pay, who pulls it. Like it's kind of great. Like you could give like you could give an easy enemy to like a guardian, or you can give a rotting remains to the five willpower mystic. Like I like I really like how it re the cost of this is like very low. So all you're really spending is like think of it like a fast drawn to the flame that yeah. only gives you one clue yeah but you get to pick which encounter card you get like so this i would play like this i think is really good yeah. because it's always useful and if if there are no clues on the board you've won the game so <laughs> like so whatever <laughs> yeah I've, I've even seen people talking about using this to like feed a clue to somebody who might need it for those effects that uh hurt you if yeah, you don't true. have a clue it's just like oh the guardian isn't discovering clues and they're gonna get hit by what is it hunter yeah i know you're talking about hunting shadow hunting shadow this is like well okay here's a clue you know yeah. don't worry about it we'll we'll deal with it so this like th this effect is so useful i would debate spending an action to play it as if it were an event yeah, this one almost makes you wonder whether they're using the word dilemma properly because there's really no, doesn't seem to be much downside. To, like you're not well, really picking between <laughs> picking between two bad things. This is like we get a clue and an encounter an card encounter that card. we can probably deal with, unless you get incredibly <laughs> unlucky and draw like the three worst encounter cards in the deck, which. But that's great if you draw the three worst encounter cards in the deck because you've gotten rid of two of them. That's true. That's true. How would you rate this one? I'd give this one a plus one. Like, yeah. um, yeah, I think this is. I think this is very good. Yeah, give us a plus one. I, I, I'd play this. Yeah, I'd give this one a plus one as well. I'm always looking for ways in in my survivor decks to to get testless clues because I mean, old keyring is amazing and all, but it does have limited actions. Uh, limited actions and charges. Yeah. And sometimes you just need a way to get a clue to get the game rolling. And mm -hmm. this potentially uh, can get that from right off the bat, as long as your starting location has clues, and most of them do. So, yeah, I I wouldn't have a problem putting this, uh, this one in my deck. The next card we're going to talk about is Gumption. It is a skill with uh, costs 1 XP. Innate, max one committed per skill test. You may commit gumption to any type of skill test while gumption is committed to a skill test. That test gets minus two difficulty. So this is fantastic if you can reduce this, the difficulty of the skill test to zero because then barring a, a tentacle, you're on, on easy street. Obviously this synergizes with what uh, whatever Daryl's doing with his evidence and exploit weakness and shed a light and uh, stuff like that. It's kind of like the reverse. I, I've seen this point made. It's like the reverse unexpected courage, where unexpected courage gives you two wild skill icons. This one gives you no icons, but reduces the test by two, which in some cases is actually better than mm -hmm. two icons. Yeah, like for example, let's say you're, um, let's say you're dealing with a difficulty two um, test, and you have like a three in willpower. This actually reduces to zero, so it's almost like it covers the minus threes and it covers the minus fours in the and the various symbols in the bag as well. So it's like it it's it's like an unexpected courage, but sometimes better. Yeah, like you literally just said. So I just repeated what you said. It's pretty good and probably worth the one XP because you know how much we love unexpected courage here at the Whispering Darkness. Yeah, that's right. 
And of course, <laughs> you've got your, uh, I mean, you've got an investigator like Silas who can commit this. It's like, oh, I didn't need it. Fine. I'll yank it back and play it again some other time. So I believe the innate trait synergizes with true survivor, so you can get this back as well, if yeah, I'm not mistaken. True. So it's true. You can recycle it. Um, I've seen this played really well in Preston Fairmont because it lets him pass all sorts of things because he only has a one in a stat and then gumption covers like the whole bag yeah. uh, against low low difficulty tests. Um, yeah, I think this is quite good. I think even even without going down specifics, like in generic investigators, like, I mean, I'm a big fan of two wilds for anything. So spending an XP for unexpected courage, copy three and copy four, like it's 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 i'd consider it at least yeah 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 i think calvin could probably get some good value out of this too oh that's right depending yeah, on he could... what his skills are yeah. at the time you know it's like oh okay i'm mm -hmm. i've got a one in combat well i still have gumption to to see mm -hmm. me through until i can or for evasion i think that's pretty useful you yeah. know for you evading difficulty two things even though he only has a one evade at the time yeah, yeah. i like it how would you rate this one I think I'd give this a plus one, be, oh, but only because it's an XP. If it were zero XP, it'd be incredible. But it's you still have to <laughs> you still have to pay for it, so it's a, it's a plus one. I'm gonna go Elder Sign. I haven't given many Elder Signs. I really like this one. Good. Yeah. It's... It enables the whole deck type of like um, difficulty reduction. This is yeah. kind of important. I I wish you could have four of this if you were playing the difficulty reduction deck. You know, because it seems so key. I yeah, I could even just see this in a even in a non difficulty reduction deck. This is still mm -hmm. still really good and and uh your deck isn't going to get worse by any stretch of the imagination, which is entirely possible with some of the dilemmas that we've seen. <laughs> oh, it's almost, yeah, that's true. <laughs> you can certainly uh cause those things to screw up and uh yep. timing is not an issue uh with gumption, so uh uh couple of good cards in a row here for the uh, survivors the next card is baseball bat this is the upgrade for the uh, core set classic featuring the new baseball bat art so no uh, creepy grandma on this one <laughs> i like the curlers two cost uh, asset two xp two uh, combat skill icons item weapon and melee trait as an action you fight you get plus two combat for this attack this attack deals plus one damage. If a skull or autofail symbol is revealed during this attack, either choose one, return baseball bat to your hand after this attack, or this attack deals an additional plus one damage. Discard baseball bat after this attack, and it takes up two hand slots. I have always really liked baseball bat. It is a, uh, a very strong survivor weapon for two cost gives you bonus damage, gives you a pretty sizable combat boost. The biggest issue has always been, A, it takes up two hands, which is sometimes problematic, especially in Survivor, where they're not great. They don't have great intellect, so you usually need like a flashlight or something like that, and this interferes with that. And it has a tendency to break, which is problematic, especially if it happens when you're not ready for it to happen you're fighting an enemy where you need to attack it twice this thing breaks on the first hit and then you're like well now what do i do i can't finish this enemy off and then you're in trouble this gives you some flexibility in 
dealing with that, you can either bounce the baseball bat back to your hand, or you can deal plus one damage. So now it's dealing three damage attacks. I really want to like this card. The issue I have with it is it doesn't really do anything that the level zero baseball bat does until you draw the token. I was about to say the same thing. You get you get an extra combat skill icon. That's about it. Yeah. But other than that, it's the exactly thing. the same. And the reason we're spending XP on weapons is usually to get more damage. And that this doesn't do that unless you're going to break it. So yeah. why would because I upgrade necessarily? Exactly. You could go through the whole game, and this has happened to me because I've been playing baseball bat lately. Um, you can go through a whole game without drawing any um, any skulls or um, auto fails, and then in that situation, this has done nothing for its XP. And then when you do draw an auto fail or a, or a uh, skull, the problem with this is that you don't always need the additional damage. You know, which is like one use of the two XP is to give yourself the third damage, given that you've already that baseball bat's already breaking, or you send it back to your hand, and the game has gone on long enough that I already have my second baseball bat. And, you know, so sending it back to my hand doesn't do anything because I already had a second baseball bat anyway, or because if I'm playing a weapon user, I have more weapons, and I've already drawn a second one. If I could, like, return it to my hand and then play it again for zero, you know, I'd feel better about it. But just the fact that it returns to your hand, it's like, so what? I could have just drawn another level zero baseball bat in the meantime, and then everything's okay. Yeah. yeah, I don't like this card because, and I think what the main strike against this card is that Survivor's gotten some re some like really good like no strings attacks weapons over the years like um, eighteen Derringer level two and Chainsaw. Yeah, and like honestly, if I'm playing if I'm playing weapons in Survivor, I'd rather just spend my XP on things like a Chainsaw or the Ornate Bow or um, the one from Edge of the Earth, the Enchanted Bow yeah. or eighteen Derringer. Like just, I'd spend XP on those and not worry, and not spend XP on something where the XP may or may not even mean anything. Yeah. See, the last time I played baseball bat was in a Rita Young deck, and I was upgrading to the to the bow out of the baseball bat to the bow. So of yeah. course, the first question I ask myself is, am I up, still upgrading to the bow? And the answer is yes, because the bat doesn't do anything for me. Yeah. Exactly. I mean, it gives you a little more flexibility in terms of when it does break, but like you said, that may never happen, and you may have another bat in your hand at the time. Now you've got, okay, I guess you get the two combat skill icons. That's that's nice. I, I like what they've done here and that you could return the bat to your hand because I think it would open up some play... Like if it wasn't restricted to like drawing the token, so you could pull the bat okay. back to your hands. So you're like, okay, I'm I'm using the bat. It hasn't broken. Okay, huh. now I need to do some investigating. Now I want oh, the bat back yeah. in my hand. Like I could see it having a lot of utility in that sense, especially when you're just starting the game. But just relying on a token pull for that, it's just too random to work. It's just like, okay, I'm I'm especially in solo it's like okay i'm fighting fighting okay i don't need to fight anymore okay i want to investigate so i need my flashlight bounce the bat back play the flashlight and away you go but i could see that working just not on a token pull so how would you rate this one auto fail spend your xp on other things yeah it's man do i give it an auto fail no i'm not gonna go that low i'm gonna go elder thing it's it's not great well, actually, yeah, maybe it is an auto fail. 
I just 18 don't. Derringer. Yeah. There's 18 Derringer. Yeah. It has no downsides. Yeah. This yeah. is. You're probably. If you're upgrading a weapon, it's not to mitigate a downside of the level zero version. It's to get more damage or more abilities or something like that. And this doesn't do that. So I don't think you're buying the baseball bat. I probably won't. So stick to better weapons. Baseball bat zero is pretty good, but uh, the level two version is, uh, doesn't really cut it. We have talked a lot oh, about wow. uh, Katya Eastbank, keeper of esoteric lore over this uh, review series. Again, we always end up in this situation where it's like, there's some card. <laughs> Just waiting in the wings that we haven't reviewed yet. That we should have, yeah. we should have re reviewed first. And uh, but here we are. Katya Eastbank is a three cost uh, ally, two XP, willpower and intellect skill icons, ally and scholar trait. As a response, when you draw a non weakness card from the top of your deck before resolving any of its effects, exhaust Katya Eastbank, place that card face down beneath her, limit five cards beneath her, draw a new card to replace it. Or as an action, you can draw any card beneath uh, Katya Eastbank. Now, obviously, Katya synergizes with the dilemmas because her ability triggers before you resolve the effect. So you can stack dilemmas underneath her and then draw them when it uh, when it best suits you. Oh, I forgot to mention she has two health and two sanity, which is also good because she's not vulnerable to ally hate necessarily, which is something you want if you're stacking a bunch of cards underneath her. And if yeah. she had one, like one health or one sanity, man, that would just feel awful. Uh, she does give you a sort of a second bite at the apple with your draw. It's like, okay, I drew something. Ah, I don't need it this turn draw something else yeah. that can be handy she doesn't give skill bonuses though which is usually why you're yeah. playing an ally and yeah. there are some dynamite survivor allies in this game uh, peter jessica so how does uh, katya fit into the mix i do like the fact that you can kind of she acts as kind of like a reverse forced learning where you draw the card, decide you don't need it, and then draw a different card. And I think I think the game could like do with a few more cards like that. I think that's kind of cool. You know, where you can like tuck it for you could the just the fact that you can tuck any card for later is kind of neat actually. And then later on you're effectively taking a draw action to draw one of the cards you tucked away if you ever need it. And I, I think that's that's kind of cool. Uh, I wish I wish this was like not an ally. I wish it was like a permanent because like they want us to play Dilemmas, and they want us to play Katya. So why don't they just make it a permanent like they did for Sin Eater? You've got to find the Katya, and then you got to play the Katya. And only then can you start drawing Can you start drawing uh, your Dilemmas, or else they're going to like misfire. And then what about all the Dilemmas you draw before you've gotten Katya into play? And then at, the, and then at some point you realize that Peter Sylvester adds two stats and gives you like infinite horror, horror soak. And then you go like, oh man, why am I playing Katya when I can just play Peter Sylvester? <laughs> If she gave like an intellect, I'd feel better, you know, like yeah. something. Yeah. I do really like her for the that ability to tuck away yeah. cards. Like I I feel like that's something the game has been lacking because as we've seen over the course of the reviews going all the way back to the core set, there are 
quite a number of cards in this game that are situationally useful and we don't play them because those because they're situationally useful and we have no way of timing them properly katya gives you that chance it's like okay i don't need i'm just gonna say lure because it was the only card in my mind but you draw your lure okay i don't need lure right now i tuck it under oh now i need lure and suddenly you've got it so it's like kind of like what stick to the plan did for uh for guardians because suddenly you have a way of stacking all the goodies under the stick to the plan the problem is stick to the plan is a permanent so you get the cards right at the start katya is not you have to find her the hard way I wish Katya, yeah, I really wish she was like a, almost like a survivor stick to the plan, like a stick to the plan that started with zero cards, and then, but you tuck things under it as you drew them, like, that would be where, I'd I'd pay 6 XP for that, you know, like, I basically get five, I base, so like, the survivor stick to the plan, it'd be like, it's basically giving me five cards worth of value, because it's giving me five additional draws, okay, and then when I do need the card, I can spend an action to get it back into hand. I've been playing Forced Learning like nonstop since it came out in Edge of the Earth because I agree with you that there are a lot of cards in Arkham Horror, the card game, that are kind of situational. And when I draw them, I don't always need them, which is why I love Forced Learning so much. Because if I draw and I don't need it, I can take the other card that was drawn to me. And that's a permanent, and I love it. I, w- I wish Kachi was the same way. Like you start with her in play, and you know, then it's like, I draw this card, don't need it, get something else. That'd be super cool. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, but you and... gotta find her and you gotta not play Peter Sylvester. It's like <laughs> Or you're or you're investing a lot more XP in order to to provide extra yeah. ally slots. And I mean the big difference, while she does have two two health and two sanity, I mean, stick to the plan and, and force learning and the other permanents can't be targeted yeah. by removal effects, whereas you yeah. just need to draw one crypt chill at the wrong time, and Katya goes boom, and then you're, your your like, cards go away. You've lost whatever was underneath her. You've lost her whatever was underneath her. If you're playing yeah. some sort of combo deck that relies on the combo coming out in the right order, and you tucked a couple of cards under her, suddenly your combo's gone. Like if she was permanent, that would solve a lot of the issues. That yeah. Also, like one thing I don't like is how it feels, and I think the mist some of the mystic cards suffer from this too, is that if the, if that the keystone to like launch the deck type costs XP. So what do you do for the first couple of scenarios of the game? Do you just not play the dilemmas at all, and then do you spend one XP per dilemma to stick them back to stick them in your deck once you have Katya? Like it's kind of dumb. You know, it's like yeah. survivors don't have adaptable. They can't repair their deck, you know, yeah. after you know, after they've started. So it's almost like I wish Katja cost zero and then the dilemmas cost XP, you know, like the things you, so like the, the idea is the foundation costs zero XP and then the things you add on to the foundation would cost XP. That's what I kind of wish they did. But like this way, it's like you're, you're waiting until scenario three or four to even start your deck, you know, your dilemma deck that you wanted to, to build. Yeah, I think I mentioned that during our, some of our dilemma reviews is that you're playing these mm-hmm. dilemmas at level zero, whereas the thing oh. you actually need to play them effectively really doesn't come yeah. until scenario three, two, three. And then like 
is Katya the first thing I'm buying from my deck? It's like, a tax at that point. Like to me, it's like, okay, I get to draw better. Which is nice. Which is nice, Which but is, nice. is it yeah. is it enough is the question. And when you've got allies that are giving you skill boosts that immediately help you, that's a that's a tough decision. I mean, I, I, I like her and I like what she does. I just Yeah. I like the effect. I just I just wish they like implemented it differently. Yeah. I like this stick to the <laughs> I like this survivor stick to the plan idea though. I think that'd make a fun custom card. Yeah. So how would you rate Katya? Elder thing. That low. Yeah, in a survivor. I think if you're if you're playing someone who is, is I think if you're playing a seeker, she gets better. Because card draw combos with more card draw, but the thing, because the pro I think the problem is like she's not actually a survivor card; she's a seeker card. I think I'm going to give her a zero. I don't think yeah, other. I don't feel like going. It's because as of low Peter enough. Sylvester. Yeah, like, well, I mean, Peter is yeah. like a a curse, really. <laughs> okay, all right. Tell you what. Tell you what. If Peter Sylvester level two is a curse, then she becomes a zero. All right, I'll give you that. Uh, I'll change mine to zero, knowing that Peter Sylvester is a, is a god. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. He's he's like if you put him at curse and then maybe Jessica okay. at like Elder Sign plus one territory. I think Katja comes in at a zero. Like she's not the worst ally in the world. You can she does help your deck. You yeah, know, I just, like the just, just not in a not in a skill boosting way. You know, yeah. you're 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 getting something different from her than than other allies. And if you buy her knowing that, well, then, you mm -hmm. know, or if you have a specific goal in mind for your deck and she's going to help smooth that out a little, that's then I can yeah, definitely yeah, see like reasons to pick her up. So zeros across the board for uh, for Katya Eastbank. That's going to do it for part three of our look at the survivor cards in the Scarlet Keys Investigator expansion. Let us know in the comments down below what you think. Have you had any experience uh, playing Katya? How did uh, she work out for you? Any uh, final thoughts? Man, this video was a wild ride, wasn't it? We had like, we were just all chuffed over Lifeline. And then we were like, oh my gosh, we found like a dilemma that we actually want to play with Nature of the Beast. We were like, sweet, gumption. Sounds amazing. We at the Whisper in Darkness love uh, love just generic, you know, two two point swings to skill test. And then we're like, what the hell did they do with baseball bat? And then Katja, we just went off on like a philosophical diatribe about like the nature of time and space. And we didn't have Nate here to like bring us back into reality. And I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if I can take much more of this. I need to go play a Peter Sylvester and heal some sanity. That's going to do it for this episode. If you enjoyed what you hear, remember to like, comment, and subscribe. If you need to contact me, I can be reached at manfromlang at gmail.com. I'm also on Twitter at manfromlang. Until the stars are right, keep your shotgun close and your elder sign closer. Take care out there, and happy investigating.